Blog Talk Radio. Hi there. I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And if you're a grandparent, no doubt you know that there's no greater joy than sharing a lively, information-packed adventure book with your grandchildren. So today's show is going to be a special treat. Our guest, Crispin Boyer has written more than 20 books for National Geographic Kids, wherein he's covered numerous topics that young readers find fascinating. His nonfiction books have run the gamut from bugs to sharks and from ninjas to knights in shining armor. But Crispin is joining us today to share all about the fourth book in his beloved fictional series, Zeus the Mighty. This new one is called Zeus the Mighty, The Epic Escape from the Underworld. And this latest adventure is all about brave a dark land filled with shadows and strange noises. I can't wait to find out more, so welcome, Crispin. Oh, thanks for having me back on. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. Yes, and I have had, I mentioned before we went live, I have had the delight to interview you for two of your previous books, Zeus the Mighty, The Maze of the Menacing Minotaur, and Zeus the Mighty, The Trials of Heracles. Each one was filled with adventures, and this latest one promises to be another exciting installment. But before we get into the book specifically, let's do a little background on your Zeus books as a whole. So where do Zeus and his fellow gods, Athena, Poseidon, Hermes, and Ares all reside. Well, yes. Okay, so here is the, say I was going to pitch this to you and you're a Hollywood executive. So you've got the Greek gods, except they are animals in a pet rescue center. <laughs> and that's the pitch. <laughs> and it's set in Athens, uh, Georgia, uh, in a small pet rescue center. And these animals, they don't pretend that they're gods. They actually believe they are gods. And so when Zeus, the hamster, uh, commands the other gods, he thinks he is Zeus the Mighty. And that's the premise. Well, yes, and I, and I love the naming, like Mount Olympus Pet Center in Athens, Georgia. It's just great. Uh, and, and, but in addition to the Greek names that, of course, all of us grandparents, are, or most of us grandparents are going to recognize, but you really weave in a lot of references to ancient Greeks. And as I mentioned to you again before we went on air, you don't talk down to the kids. You bring up a lot of really fascinating pieces of information that they're going to enjoy and get it in such a way that is a treat to them, not like a, a lecture or anything. So tell us, before we get in again to the specifics of this book, how did your own interest in ancient Greece come about? Did you enjoy the myths as a kid, or did you develop that over time? No, I, I definitely enjoyed them as a kid, mostly from movies, you know, like Clash of the Titans or Jason and the Argonauts. And that's kind of a similar uh, theory, really, because when I was a kid and I saw those movies, I didn't necessarily know they were based on actual Greek myths. And that's the idea with this series, that it's, you know, it's from National Geographic, and it's a fiction series, but be because it is from National Geographic and we have all the resources of National Geographic and all the experts, we want it to be educational. So in that way, uh, you know, a young reader can read this book and read the adventures of Zeus and the gang, and they're kind of fun, funny, and sometimes they get a little, a little scary and a little thrilling. But then they don't necessarily know that it's based on Greek mythology, you know, until they get to the end of the book and can, there's a section that talks about what it's based on. And that's 
very similar to how I was as a kid when I saw these movies and, and then I learned what they were. And I'm like, oh, I want to see, read more about mythology or see more films based on Greek mythology. It's, you know, it's all about uh, tricking kids into learning something. <laughs> well, absolutely. And again, it's such a delightful read in and of itself. They're going to, you know, they're going to enjoy the story alone and not even realize that they're learning so much about Greek mythology. So now that we've done the prep preparatory work for this tell us about the Zeus the Mighty the escape from the underworld well the idea for each book in the series is to cover a different myth and you mentioned you know we covered the Jason and the Golden Fleece in a previous book the we, the battle against the Minotaur in another book the Her- Hercules and his trials in another book so in this book we wanted to tackle the underworld which in Greek mythology, and this is something I learned through the process of researching the book, it, it's not, it, it, you might think, oh, it's like, you know, analogous to hell, it's lakes of fire or whatever, it's a scary place, and it really wasn't. It, it, the underworld to the ancient Greeks was just the next state, the next place you go after you, you know, pass on from this world. And it wasn't really a scary place, it was, you know, mysterious and kind of creepy and trippy. And so that's the approach I wanted to take with this. The underworld is it's dark and mysterious, and, and it has very strange creatures that live there, but it's not necessarily a, a bad place or a scary place. And so that's where Zeus and, and you know his fellow Olympians all go exploring. They find basically a pathway to the underworld, which is always, from as me as a writer that's trying to write about animals in a pet rescue center in Georgia, how do I expand it to the underworld? And in this case, it's the basically the crawl space underneath the pet center, which the animals see as this creepy, cool place. Well, and too, as I mentioned, you know, that it really is educational in such a fun way, but references like to the River Styx, Hades, and I'm, I may be mispronouncing this, Cerberus, is that the way you say? That's it, yeah. He's, he's the, uh, people might recognize him from Harry, the Harry Potter series. He's a three-headed guard dog. Uh, and, and in this case, um, he's actually a security system that the owner of the pet center put the, installs because the, she's noticing a lot of funny business. You know, this is like the fourth story where she, you know, <laughs> these animals go on their adventures at, at night. So she comes in in the morning, and typically the pet center will be destroyed. Like the stuff, you know, the space overturned, the aquarium will be leaking, uh, the toilet will be like overflowing. And so she knows the animals are up to something, so she's got to try and get to the bottom of it, and that's where she, she installs this camera system. So that's another obstacle for Zeus and the gang is to try and get, escape and get past Cerberus, the security system, and, and make it to the underworld, where they do meet a whole new cast of animal characters, and, and in this case I made them all burrowing animals because they all live under the pet center. And one of them is Hades, who is the, the lord of the underworld, and Zeus, having the giant ego that he has, is not happy to meet anyone else who thinks they're lord of anything. So you can expect those two are going to butt heads. <laughs> well, and it is, again, like I say, not only are the kids learning things, it's, it really is a fun read for them. So do you have any particular ages that you recommend for, uh, you know, the Zeus series? But yeah, it's for middle schoolers, so it's about age eight to twelve. Uh, there are illustrations that are I, that are really good, and so for younger readers, if parents want to read to them, the they kids can look at the illustrations too. Uh, so yeah, that's that's right. You know, I, I've got nieces and nephews, and, and I've given the book to friends, and they've they've read them to kids as young as five. So I, 
it's not it it's uh, it can be scary, but not it's not terrifying. It's scary in a fun way, I think. But mostly it's it's just like adventure and and funny and and just kind of silly. Well, and you mentioned the illustrations, which I also found delightful. And Andy Elkerton, is that the way you say his name, is the illustrator. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, I know we've only got a minute or so left, but how do you work with him? Well, it's interesting because you say that because I just finished the fifth book. I turn in the manuscript, and then that's, you know, the book's by no means done because then it goes to Andy, who reads it, and then we decide where which pages need illustrations, and then he illustrates the scenes. And uh, the interesting thing is sometimes I'll see how he interpreted something I wrote when he illustrates it, and I'll like what he did more than what I wrote. So I'll ask if I can take the book, take the manuscript back and revise it just a little bit. And in that way, it's a nice collaborative process. But, yeah, he, you know, it, now whenever I think of these characters as I write, I, I picture his illustrations in my head. It's kind of like when you see, when you read a book and then you see the movie, and then suddenly that actor is the character, and you see that actor in your head when you're reading. Oh, wow. Well, I, I yeah, he, really the illustrations add a lot to your story, but your story in and of itself is a treat. So uh, I, I know you're planning a seven-book series. You just mentioned you finished book number five. I can't wait to chat with you then. But before we have to leave today, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with us grandparents about encouraging our children uh, to love and read about history? Well, you know, when I was a kid, I just loved reading so much. It, to me, it was like seeing a movie in your mind. And in that sense, I think that's one way you could describe a book. And it just takes, you know, it takes sometimes just one chapter. If, if a kid can just read one chapter and they're hooked. Uh, so maybe just start, like, here, like you give, you know, give them a book and just say, just try reading the, the opening chapter. And, and if it's a good book, it should hook them right away. And then they'll be enjoying seeing all these movies in their minds. Well, absolutely, you have shared a lot of movies in my mind (laughs) and also your time. (laughs) Thank you so much, Crispin. Oh, thank you. It's always a pleasure. Well, and I appreciate not only, you know, your the warmth and the way that you talk about your passion, but also you are wonderfully creative ideas. And, of course, this amazing book series, this latest one again, is Zeus the Mighty, The Epic Escape from the Underworld. And for all you grannies and grandpas out there, make sure you check it out because your grandchildren are going to love you for it. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.